Today I'm welcoming back to the PodMD studio Associate Professor Sam Aidy. Associate Professor Aidy is an orthopaedic surgeon located in Sydney. Uh, Sam specialises in surgery of the hip and knee, including total hip and knee replacement and arthroscopic knee surgery. This podcast is brought to you by Foxo. Foxo is a powerful messaging app built to connect doctors and clinics. Think of it as WhatsApp for health. Foxo is available as a free trial for PodMD listeners. Go to foxo.com slash podmd. Today we'll be discussing the topic of weight loss and its importance in the context of joint replacement surgery. We do hope that you enjoy this podcast, but please remember that the advice given here is of a general nature and is not intended as specific advice about any given patient. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the doctor, not of PodMD. If you do have a patient on whom you require specific advice, then please seek that advice from a colleague with appropriate expertise in the area. Sam, thank you for talking with us today on PodMD. Thanks so much for having me today, Sean. Just to start things off, can you give us an overview on the relationship between obesity, arthritis, and then weight loss and joint replacement? So we are seeing a massive increase in uh, people having knee replacements because of the epidemic of obesity and weight gain. So if you look at the number of total knee replacements that are being done in Australia every year. First of all, it is increasing year on year. But secondly, we are seeing that about two thirds of those total knee replacements are in patients that are obese. And if you include patients that are also overweight, we're now thinking about three quarters of all total knee replacements being either overweight or obese. So it is really a big problem. And this is also an issue beyond the actual arthritic joint. So when you think about all of the problems that obesity causes for our society uh, in terms of chronic disease, you know, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, uh, even the risk of cancer, then obesity does become really a huge public health issue. So do we try to get every patient to lose weight or are there a certain group of people who stand to gain more uh, in terms of their surgical outcome if they can lose weight before the, uh, the joint replacement surgery? So if you look at the evidence, people with uh, obesity who undergo a total knee replacement really do have an increased risk of pretty much all of potential complications that can occur after a total knee replacement. So think about even really rare but devastating things like wound infection and deep infection around the prosthesis, uh, loosening of the prosthesis, intraoperative complications like fracture or neurovascular injury, stiffness after the surgery, functional outcomes have also been shown to be affected. So that evidence has been quite controversial in the past, but I think on the balance of it, you you have to really um, admit that Patients with obesity are at a higher risk of getting these complications. And that is not just a significant thing when you think about the number of these total knee replacements that are being done on patients that are obese, but also how much this is sort of a burden on our society when you're doing surgery on patients that can potentially be optimized and then have a reduced sort of complication and risk profile prior to their surgery. So in really answering the question, I would suggest that any candidate who is obese and overweight should attempt to lose weight before having their joint replacement. And we do know that even a small amount of weight loss 
only about 5% does affect their outcomes after surgery. Thanks, Sam. And is there any group of people who are more predisposed to damage to the joint? And what are the specific implications for these people in terms of weight loss uh, and the state of their joints? So that's a really important question, Sean, because we get that a lot. So patients come to us and they've got really bad arthritis and they've got a painful joint and they complain that they can't really do any exercise because of their painful joint. So I'm not discounting that. That is a really big issue. So if patients can't do any exercise because of how painful their arthritis is, then clearly that, uh, that's going to be a problem for them participating in any, any weight loss programs. But I would point out two things here. First of all, weight loss need not depend on them having an exercise program. And we do know that weight loss is really predominantly about patients' dietary intake. So really, it's all about improving their diet, um, reducing their caloric intake. And also, there are some new diets available now that have been that have, do have some evidence that, that they can improve arthritic symptoms. So things like the low inflammatory diet or the so-called Mediterranean diet, uh, we're actually doing a study on at the moment. So there is some evidence that particular diets can improve joint symptoms, but also result in patients losing weight. Other diets are available. So for example, the very low calorie diet, that's where people substitute their, their meals for, for example, very low calorie supplements like shakes, etc. So there are things available under the, I would suggest that they need to be under the guidance of a professional such as a dietitian or a GP if they take an interest in that, or they can be referred to a metabolic or obesity clinic. And these are available in, well, at least in Sydney where I'm based, there are clinics available that patients can be referred to. Uh, in order to manage their obesity beforehand. There are also exercises that patients can do that are low impact. So they don't really involve impacting and, and really loading the joint. So think of things like swimming or uh, riding a stationary bike or doing an elliptical machine, for example, that tend to be a little bit more low impact on the joint and are better tolerated uh, for the patient. And then finally, I can't avoid the question of obesity surgery. So bariatric surgery is also becoming more and more common. There is an unanswered question at the moment about whether patients with arthritis who are candidates for a total knee replacement should be referred to surgery first because obviously the bariatric surgery also has its own risk profile and complications that can occur after it. Uh, We do know that bariatric surgery is extremely effective in terms of people losing weight and maintaining the weight loss for up to 10 years after the surgery. But what we don't know at the moment is whether referral to that bariatric surgery is going to improve their overall risk profile and their outcomes to uh, a joint replacement. I would suggest, though, that people with extreme obesity, so think patients with a BMI greater than 40, for example, those are the patients in a, a, you know, a very high risk category that really should be offered, you know, some sort of extreme weight loss measure before they consider any joint replacement surgery. What can the general practitioner do in terms of recognizing suitable people? Are there particular warning signs or red flags that weight loss may be more necessary uh, before surgery in one person when compared to another? So I think any patient who is obese and overweight should at least attempt to lose weight. And, and I'm saying this because it's, uh, I'm really being a little bit controversial here because a lot of my colleagues 
would disagree with me. They would suggest that patients that are already obese have a very low chance of actually losing significant amounts of weight. And really, we're fighting a losing battle here. The problem I have with that is that we haven't really attempted to do anything that may be seen as effective. And certainly we haven't generated enough evidence to show what programs may be effective for patients losing weight. In the studies that we have done, where patients do lose weight, we have seen that those patients do have improved symptoms of their arthritis. So some of those patients actually take themselves off the waiting list for having a joint replacement, for example. And in the most recent study that we did, it, it was about 5% of patients that actually, you know, didn't want the surgery at all after they lost a significant amount of weight. But also, we think that it improves their risk profile after they have the surgery. So as I mentioned earlier, obesity is a major public health issue. It's a major issue for patients having the surgery in terms of increasing the, their risks and complications after the surgery. So we think that improving their obesity before the surgery does have a link with their complications after surgery. In other words, it's gonna improve their outcome. Now we're trying to prove that with the studies that we're doing at the moment. We don't have a clear link at the moment, but it is a very logical thing to think about that patients you know, reducing their weight prior to surgery are going to have a lower complication risk after a total knee replacement. Sam, in terms then of getting things going, what is the role of the general practitioner in the process of getting that weight loss up and running? So I think the GP is really a key member of the health team that centralizes all of the, you know, the multidisciplinary care that's going to be needed for patients to lose weight. So it really is a challenge, as you know, for patients to lose weight generally, but in particular um, in the context of arthritis. They're going to need as much help as possible. So I think the GP is critical in terms of referral to this multidisciplinary team. I would encourage uh, patients to be referred to, for example, a dietitian, a physiotherapist or an exercise physiologist, as well as an orthopedic surgeon who can sort of counsel them about whether they're ready for the surgery and what their risk profile might be uh, perioperatively and what to expect from the surgery if they continue to maintain their current weight. Now, in many places around Australia, there are multidisciplinary teams that can help optimize these patients prior to their surgery. And we're lucky to have that in our own practice where we have access to, you know, physios and uh, sports physicians, as well as orthopedic surgeons that can help manage these patients through their journey. In terms then of exercise, do you have any exercises that are likely to work in terms of weight loss, but are manageable for people who already have substantial joint damage in at least one joint in the body? So this is really, really hard, Sean. So um, as, a, as we sort of touched upon earlier, patients commonly complain that they can't exercise because of their painful arthritic joint. Now, I always remind patients when they tell me that, that it is mostly about their eating and their diet. And and I always remind them that it is really, really hard. So anyone who's ever attempted to lose weight knows how much of a challenge there is. And I sort of reassure them and sort of, you know, empathize with them on that level, but also at the same time, offer them a lot of help. So it's really important that they see as many uh, professionals as possible. So think dietitians that, that can advise them on their, their caloric intake and what sort of food they should be uh, choosing and, and their overall meal plan. And also a physiotherapist or an exercise physiologist that can sort of tailor an exercise program 
that is going to be less impactful on their diseased uh, joint, but also allow them to maintain enough sort of you know cardiovascular activity in order for them to actually benefit for for uh, weight loss. So. Uh, I would suggest that uh, low impact exercise is going to work best. So think uh, things like swimming or riding a stationary bike, for example, or upper body exercises using weights. So there's always things that they can they can do that can spare their arthritic joint. And the final thing I would say is it's always important to remember that exercise itself is a really important treatment for patients with arthritis. So we're not trying to avoid exercising that joint altogether because we do know that, you know, established physiotherapy programs have a lot of evidence for improving patients' symptoms, even when they have quite advanced arthritis. It will never reverse their arthritis, but it will certainly improve the symptoms that they have from arthritis in terms of pain and stiffness, for example. And just in general terms then, when do you think a general practitioner should refer a patient to begin the process of assessment for potential joint replacement surgery and of course uh, perhaps for weight loss as well so i think the gp as i said is really the um, figure coordinating uh, the patient's care through this often quite difficult journey and i would suggest that a gp should refer early i mean clearly the patient has presented with at least two chronic problems both of which are quite difficult to manage so obesity and you know arthritis so I would suggest that the, that the GP really needs as much help as possible. And that is going to come from both allied health staff, dietitians, physiotherapists, exercise physiologists, as well as specialists like sports and exercise physicians and orthopedic surgeons. If a patient comes to a GP and they are obese, as in a BMI over 30, and they have symptoms of arthritis that have shown up on a weight-bearing x-ray, in terms of joint space loss and cartilage loss, then I would suggest that the GP should refer early to a multidisciplinary team. Sam, thank you again for your time today in the PodMD studio. Just to sum things up for us, could you please identify three key take-home messages from your podcast on the role of weight loss around joint replacement surgery? So, Sean, I think the first message is that obesity is a massive public health problem for its association with all sorts of chronic health conditions, but also for patients with knee osteoarthritis. And we are seeing a rapid increase in patients having total knee replacements, commonly as a result of their overweight and obesity. Secondly, we do know that um, obesity does increase patients' complications after having a total knee replacement. So it really makes sense for patients to uh, try and lose weight before their surgery, even you know as little as 5% body mass loss will improve both their symptoms preoperatively and also potentially their outcomes after a total knee replacement. Uh, and thirdly, there's a lot of help out there in terms of what we can do to help these patients on their journey. So I think a multidisciplinary team is really critical and also that we are also generating quite a lot of evidence on this area in terms of what the optimum weight loss approaches are for these patients. Thank you again for your time and the insights that you've provided. Thanks a lot, Sean.